Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Sitting here with Hardy. Welcome back, dude. Glad to be here, man. I don't think last time you were, you you remember it too well, but that's okay. Last time I was not even like an artist yet. Yes. So I was yet. just here. I was just along for the ride. Dude, let's talk. Um, how did I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna start the story after CJ Solar. Yeah. You guys wrote up down. Yeah. One of the neatest things that's ever happened here at Stony's Rock and Country is CJ opened for Morgan Wallen the first time he played here. Oh, the first yeah, time. that was right after I quit, dude. It was right after I quit his band. Did I you know I was in his band? Did not know you were in I his play, band. I was played bass for CJ for two years. No it way. Was like the one, like the show after I quit, they were out here. So when CJ walks in, I'm like, dude, how long have you not known Morgan? Before Morgan got, he was like, dude, I've never met the fucking dude before. Never met him. And I was like, wait. So the first night you're gonna meet a dude that singing your song, it's about to go number one. You've never met before. He's like, never met him. Wow. But they met here. I thought that was cool. That's insane. Did not know you were in CJ's band. Yeah, I so, played bass, dude. So then he got, then they got Jesus in the band, and now he's gone. I don't know that dude's oh, name, Clint. but <laughs> yeah, okay. Clint. All right. What's funny is Clint. I, I grew, I've known that dude since I was like seven years old. Love that dude. We went to high school together, or we went to school together in Mississippi. Okay. And uh, I told Clint I was quitting CJ's band. And he was quitting his band that he was in, and and he wanted to be in CJ's band, so it was like a super smooth transition. Nice. It was nice. It was really cool. I look at him sometimes, and he looks like um, um, the guy with the swastika on his forehead. Charles, Charles Manson? Manson. Sometimes I look at him, I'm like, dude, you look just like like those some of the faces that he makes. And I'm just like, dude. And then CJ told me he's not in the band anymore. I think no, the last he's time not. he played, he's playing it. for uh, Frank Foster, and that was someone that he idolized or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. He's like a big. He's big around like the Louisiana area and stuff. But, Is that a bad um, thing to say? You look like Charles Manson. I, I didn't say he acted like him. I just maybe reminiscent, kind of like a little bit. I don't of, know. I, I'm gonna t- call him after this though and be like, dude, you kind of look like Charles Manson. <laughs> See what he says? Yeah, he's a great guy, though. He, he yes. was in the Rednecker music video, and uh, he let me shoot him with paintballs. And, really? Yeah, so it was fun. Okay, so let's let's go back to that whole writing of that song. Um, when you guys sit in a room and you guys start writing, was it just you and CJ and one other dude, correct? Brad Clawson. Brad Clawson. Yeah. Do you guys write that knowing it's not for you? Like, yeah, at the, time, at the time we did. That's a weird one, though, because, like, we started that song in like August of like 2014 or something crazy, and okay. then we didn't finish it for like two years. Oh wow! We never got back together to finish it. We always just would text like verses and stuff back to it, back and forth between each other, and then like it would finally just kind of evolved and like Brad did a demo, and then I did a demo, and then Brad wrote a second verse, and then I wrote a different second verse, and then I did another demo, and then I did another demo. And then after all that, Seth England heard it at the QS Songwriters Festival because we played it at a writer's round, and that's how it got cut. So we did all of that kind of for nothing. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Dude, now it's now you got mailbox money. Yeah, totally. Dude, that's probably like one of the coolest things. Yeah. When did you move to Nashville? Um, nine years ago. Nine years ago. Yeah. And then did you go there knowing that you wanted to write or perform? Or? Yeah, I did. Um, I think like the decision between being a writer and an artist changed a lot. Um, but I moved there to really to start off. I moved there to be a songwriter, which I was young, dude. I didn't I didn't know what exactly. I, I wanted to be in music, and I didn't know if I wanted to sing my own stuff or not. Right. But um. But after like I signed my publishing deal, I the artist thing was like 
I'm over this, dude. Just because like it was so fun to stay in town and write and and have a normal life. Yeah, and uh, and then just some people kind of started getting in my ear and was like, "Dude, you got to start doing the thing. Like you're crazy if you don't, you know, just try to do your own thing." And so I just, you know, I started thinking about it, and it just kind of one thing led to another, and here I am. That's pretty cool. I mean, like. I've learned so much in the last three and a half years. We just started doing live music thing three and a half years ago. I mean, we do bands here and there, mm-hmm. but on a regular every Friday night sort of thing. We just started to do it three and a half, four years ago, and we feel that we've progressed in some sense. But for me, sitting down with you guys, realizing your circles are ridiculous. Yeah. Like the, like all the cool people hang out with cool people, and the people that come through here um, that <laughs> that maybe play the, the venue once, Yeah, uh, we learn a lot about their history or where they're at that sort of thing we've had some artists that come through here that my favorite question is is do you play on broadway i already know your answer do i yeah no and yeah. i mean it's they're completely separate it's funny because we've had a couple artists that come through here that do and then you sit back and it's like dude in a town like vegas the last thing we want is a cover band because totally. they're a dime a dozen here but it's funny that there's a lot of people i mean it is a completely separate industry right between being a real artist or or a touring artist and playing on broadway it's not even they're not even in the same i mean it's literally they might as well be it's like playing on broadway is almost more in the entertainment industry and not in the music industry right i mean it's just because they're so completely different from each other it's a very very fair statement man because i look at it here that you walk into any lounge in this town you can see some badass players but you'll never see them get out and do something a little bit different no like be an artist per se yeah i mean it just it people you make good money and if that's what you want to do like people do it it's cash i don't think you get taxed on it really that much right because it's all tip money yeah, yeah, literally. $20 walk- a song at Tootsie's. $20 a song. Really? If you want to request a song at Tootsie's in Nashville, you have to get a $20 bill. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I should go do that. <laughs> Make a little bit more money. <laughs> dude, what about the one in the airport? Same thing, you think? Uh, no, I mean, they, they just play like acoustic. I don't know what they make, actually. I, I, was, I actually uh, was drinking there early this morning when I was <laughs> before my flight, and uh, they're just there's always just an acoustic... Act in there 6 a.m. There's a dude in there playing. Yeah. Somebody was playing Yellow by Coldplay this morning. I was like, all right, right, whatever, whatever. That's a tough song to play, I think, to cover. Yeah. Do you have a cover that you just, that you just love to do? I don't, I don't do really any live, but my favorite song to cover in general is, uh, Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots. Great tune. It's my favorite song to sing. Right. We don't do it live. We're not there yet. Like, nobody knows that song, man. We're just trying to entertain the people and, and so if we do a cover, it's going to be something like Fat Bottom Girls that people can sing along to because nobody <laughs> knows the SDP stuff. But that's my favorite song to sing. For I sure. can tell you in the middle of the night here, if Journey comes on, this place goes bananas. Yeah. goes bananas. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we haven't, we haven't worked up any covers. I do have a, a part in my set where I sing uh, some of the hits I've written and stuff, which is kind of like counts as the cover section, sure. I guess. Sure, definitely. Um, so that's kind of how we get away with the familiarity of people, you know, and you know, finding stuff they can sing along with. I'm going to ask you a funny question. Do you think CJ does up down well? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I was at the Wild Horse. I love busting CJ's balls, dude. I love it. The so, Freebird thing was a shock, dude. I remember when we played, we were at Whiskey Jam, and like I was singing it with him, and then they went into like Freebird, and I was just like, <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> He's 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 pretty funny. I watched him at the Wild Horse, and and uh, he goes, oh, yeah, I I wrote this song and threw out some names, and he started playing. I was like, okay, 
well, now I think I kind of know why some people sing and some people don't. Love his love his Southern rock. Dude, listen, if you haven't learned by now, I'm just off the cuff. I don't even give a shit. Yeah, the end of the day is I don't even give a shit. <laughs> I mean, CJ's cool as fuck. Love that dude. Yeah, love, he's love, a great, love. he's a super nice uh, guy. I feel like if I can't be honest, what's, what's the point in doing this? Totally. totally. That's very true. So you moved to Nashville. Uh, I read somewhere online that your sister introduced you to the FGL guys. Yeah, she did. They went to Belmont together. Oh, how cool is that? Dope. I mean... It was the that whole story is nuts. I mean, she introduced us, and then like, I feel like we like I got Tyler's number, and like we texted a little bit, and then cruise happened, and they were just like instantly superstars. And right. So I was like just coming out of college, I hadn't signed a publishing deal yet, and so I was like, I just missed this big opportunity, and then like full circle, like they had started their publishing company years later, and like he like reached out to me and was like, I remember you, like keep doing what you're doing, and then we just kind of like linked up that's like, cool it's pretty nuts buddies now yeah that's, totally it's ki- kind of neat i i've seen them a couple times i went back for russell dickerson's cd release party and i don't know the two dudes i don't know what their names are freaking frack yeah, the two of them i don't know but the, one of them's really good friends with russell oh tyler and brian yeah uh I yeah i think uh tyler's pretty good friends with he was that. there and upstairs and like it's kind of like one of those things where i was sitting there and i'm just like my girlfriend's with me i don't get starstruck i mean i grew yeah. up i grew up around um uh, frank sinatra days like i'm old oh. but i got to see that old now you I'm grew old. up around frank sinatra <laughs> i did I did. Damn, dude, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be 50 next month. Holy shit! Oh, can I cuss on here? <laughs> yeah, okay? absolutely. That's the internet, dude. We that's can do whatever that's we want. Nice, dude. That's, yeah. You look good for 49. Thank bro. you, buddy. Thank Very you. Good. Damn, but I, I grew up around that, so I was never really starstruck. I mean, yeah. I played softball with Willie Mays. I mean, I had some. I, my parents. <laughs> pretty cool. One of my dads was a little probably on the wrong side of the law, but so we got to really meet a lot of really cool oh, people. That's cool. <laughs> I love the wrong side of the law. <laughs> Sometimes it's good. Yeah. Sometimes it's good. But I mean, I took my girlfriend back to Russell's CD release party, and Thomas Rhett was there, and his wife. I always forget her name. Huh? Lauren. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, you, I'll, you ask me in five minutes what her name is. I won't remember. I don't, I suck at that stuff. That, that's Sam, though. Um, <laughs> but I was up there and she's just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, what? what? I don't, they, they put on their pants just like you do. Yeah. I was telling you the Brett Young story. That's how I met my girlfriend. She wanted to do a meet and greet with Brett Young. And she went, I go, you want to be first or last? And she goes, I want to be first. She was shaking. Uh-huh. He puts his pants on just like you do. Yeah. Just like you do. That's, that's a thing. Like, I definitely, the more you hang out, the more you just like have conversations with like quote unquote famous people. You're like, dude, none of these people are not normal. No. They're all just normal ass people. D- dude, they're regular people. Yeah. I mean, some people get big heads, some people don't, but that's in everyday life. Yeah. I mean, yep. we have friends that are like that that think that. I mean, I have friends that have the big head that aren't famous at all. It <laughs> will never be. That's my famous t- enough. That's my t shirt company. I just started a couple, like maybe two months ago because I, th- I think it's perfect. That's dope. I, I am it. famous yeah. enough. Yeah. That's awesome. If I give you a shirt, you wear t-shirts? Yeah. I'll give you a t-shirt. I actually have them in my truck, which is even better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll take one. So you meet the FGL guys, and then um, did you write with them, or did you kind of like, how did did they get in touch with your music? Yeah, I mean, they had me out on the road to write, and um, just kind of redeveloped that relationship, and and uh, just kind of started hanging out a little bit in town, and and they kind of became, you know, a fan of what I was doing musically and artistically or whatever, and... It just was very organic just throughout, you know, from like July 2016 to now. It's just we've just kind of our friendship has just grown and it's just been an organic thing, man. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, how, how long has it been that you've been, would you consider yourself an artist where you were doing your own music and getting your stuff out there? And I mean, technically, I signed my record deal eight months ago. Dude, how badass is that? Pretty nuts. And two songs on radio? 
Just one right Rednecker? now. Yeah. I mean, I've got some as a writer, but... Right. Um, That's what I meant, the stuff that, that you're doing. Oh, I think I have like five or six out right now. So. Nice. As a writer. Yeah. Five, maybe one. maybe only four. Hold on. Rednecker, God's Country, the new Blake single. Right. I Don't Know About You, Talk You Out Of It, and soon to be uh, Jameson Rogers, Some Girls. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but fuck it. Sam. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. At least one person will hear this. Yeah, <laughs> nine hundred, dude. Dude, a day, yeah. a day. I mean, we love it. We love it. We take bits and pieces of this as we're going to start our own little uh, top ten music list sort of thing and kind of like play it twice a week, once during the week, once on the weekends. And, that's cool. And add a lot of the interview stuff because every artist that's come through here, I've sat down with and spent some time with and get to know them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super, super fun. Different cool. kind of outlook on stuff. So. What's next? Like, you've got Rednecker. I like Throwback. Was that before, after? Did you guys release that at all? Uh, yeah, they both. So we put out an EP in October. We've just put another one out. Uh, in, well, I'll say just. It's been a few months now, but in January. And uh, Rednecker and Throwback were both on the first EP. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, we kind of, my, my thing was we were just going to put out a lot of music and not really focus on a single for a while. Okay. And then Rednecker... We have like five major radio stations call uh, Big Loud and say, hey, we're adding this right now. We don't know what your deal is with it, but we're adding it right now. And so we just kind of had to run with it, which I'm super glad that Can't we Can't be did. mad at that. No, not yeah. at all. And I love the song, and, and you know, I was kind of hoping that that was going to be the one because I feel like as an artist and as a writer, that's more of who I am than any of the rest of them. They're all me, but that one is like very much a statement song, and... And, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, everything that's ever happened in my entire life has happened like that. Super it's fast. Just, and super and organic. Super just kinda. like, holy shit. Like right. this, you know what I mean? It's everything that's ever happened has been like that. So it's just like, I don't know, dude. I, if when I'm, I read The Alchemist a while back. Have you ever read that book? Have dude? not. And have it's not. It's just like when you see when something in life that's weird happens or, or, you know, like it's taking advantage of omens, like good omens and stuff like that. Sure. And so I've I've really taken to to heart to head like that kind of thing and just like running with situations and opportunities. And so I'm I'm really heavy into that kind of stuff. It's I'm gonna go read it now. Maybe that some of that shit will Dude, come it's, my way. It's it's dope. It's a great book. Man. Yeah. It's an, and you can read it in a day. I read it in two days and I do not read. I don't read and I read that book in two days. Really? I know how to read, but barely. But I still <laughs> read it in two days. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and check that one. Yeah. Just mark that one off. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> what are your goals for this year? Like, uh, I, obviously, you're touring. You're out on the road with M- Morgan. Yeah. Well, actually, we just finished that tour. Okay. Uh, last weekend, Salt Lake. Uh, we actually were here too somewhere. I can't remember. You're at the House of Blues here. House of Blues. Yep. That's right. Last um, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but um, yeah, we just we just finished that. I don't know. My goal. I would love for Rednecker to be a big old hit this year. Right. Where's it honest. at right now? 43 or 42. And it's got a lot of ads. I've been watching it on Country Air Check. I like to pay attention to that stuff a little bit yeah. just to just to see the stuff that we're booking and see how it's going. Totally. And last time I looked, I think it's like 97 stations or something yeah, like it's that. Got, yeah, it's close. It's um, badass. Yeah, and I mean... I mean, as a writer to get a number one, how many number ones do you have? Just two. Two. What's, yeah. So it's up, down, and... Simple. Sim- oh, yeah, okay. Did you write that with them? Mm-hmm. So everyone kind of sat down in that room and put that one together? Mm-hmm. How fucking cool is that to see something just evolve? Pretty dope, dude. I mean, yeah. as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you always play music? Did you? No, like- I didn't really start playing guitar and singing until I was 18 because my sister sang, and she was a really good singer. And so that kind of, like, shadowed me into just being a normal kid and, like, 
kind of never really knew that I could do that just because it was like such her thing that I just was like, I, it was just one of those things, man. I, I never in my mind was like, I should try that because she does it. It was more of like, well, that's her thing. I'm going to go play baseball. Okay. And knock a hole in the window, you know? Did and, she, she moved to Nashville first? Yeah. And she kind of tried to do the thing and she wouldn't mind me saying this. It just didn't work out, didn't work out for her. And, um, you know, everybody's path in life is different. She's got a great job now and she's got a you know family and everything. She's still so, in Nashville. Yeah. Okay. She just had twins. She's married. She's killing it. Um, does she still play at all? Like just for no. Fun? I mean, no. she sings and she can sing her ass off, dude. Right. Um, she's a great singer, but uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I just like started playing and and I had written two songs and and kind of was in Mississippi, just like cutting grass and not doing shit and like just I was at junior college and just I had no like ambitions, I had no like life goals or anything, and I was like nineteen and I I don't think I was like in a bad spot. I just. I just like did not I had n- I had no drive to do anything and I just like kind of like just everything else I just kind of had this epiphany like I told my parents I was like hey I think because my sister lived in Nashville I was like I think I just want to move to Nashville and my sister had told me about this thing called a publishing deal right and I was like I'll just move to Nashville and try to get a publishing deal why not and it happened and uh yeah I mean four years later but it it did happen and you know what was your last job in Nashville uh I was cutting grass. I do the only thing I've ever done is cut grass. <laughs> just mowing, like seriously, like mowing like, lawns. Yeah, well, I love it, dude. Like I, I said something in an interview the other day, and I shouldn't have said it. And my team was like, "Maybe don't say it like that." But like, legit, dude. If like, if all of this, if somebody, if my label called me and my publisher and everybody called me tomorrow and said, "Dude, you're done. You're done. You're out of the music industry." And all you can do is cut grass the rest of your life. I would be okay with that. Right. I love cutting grass. It's like the smell or? Yeah. And just like the seeing it all long and dirty and then getting done. And it's just like, I don't know, dude. But I've I've done it since I was a kid. Like since I was like nine years old, I was cutting my own yard. Like my dad would let me cut grass and I'm really good at it. I take pride in being very like, very, what's the word? Uh, Not OCD, but just like, I, I just... I don't know. I like making it look perfect. Dude, so along that line, uh, my girl and I just bought a piece of land here, bought a half acre house on it, and awesome. our, our daughter plays soccer. So I have a half acre, like 96 feet deep, 96 feet wide. Is that so rare I'm, for here? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, everything's on top of each other here. Right. Like, it's crazy. So we were out and it sticks a little bit. But... um. I put a piece of grass back there, 2,400 square feet. So originally I had some people come out and um, to do the artificial turf. Mm-hmm. They're like, like 26 grand. I'm like, dude, uh-huh. <laughs> take a hike, man. Like yeah. I can do a lot more at 26 grand than have yeah. a piece of grass. So I put real grass in. So um, they put it in like September, October. Well, the guy that put it in now takes care of it. So he came back, it's April now, the beginning of March. And I said, listen, you told me to wait till March to put some more trees around this whole area, thing like that. So he walks back there and he looks at the grass. Dude, it is the greenest, like it looks like a damn soccer field. And that was the whole point we did it. We have a soccer goal in the back with a <laughs> fence that we're going to put up for her just to have fun. She's 10, like yeah. doesn't need anything else. He walks back at the grass and he looks at it, sticks his hands out like this. And it was almost like an Al, Al Pacino moment where he was so proud of his grass. He was like, fucking name man yeah 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 and I like looked at him like you what and he's like it's fucking green it's all green i was like looking at him going all right i get it i get yeah. it he, like the proudest thing ever yeah i mean it's just a thing dude i don't know it's like some caveman shit dude. yeah like you just are proud of like your you know making your place look good i don't yeah. know it's some primal stuff dude there's I, I was like kind of in awe like looking at him going dude like 
I like walk inside and are tell they the not story. All like this, no. you know what he's like? Well, I've I have neighbors that are around where I'm at, and their grass is, looks like shit. Yeah, and like I look at mine, I'm like, this, <laughs> I don't even want to step on it. But I mean, <laughs> we do. But it's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. it's 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 a lot of grass. Yeah, it's all green, and he has so much pride in it that I like. It makes me want to just give him more work. I didn't know how rare grass was until I came to the Southwest. Yeah, dude, it's all desert here. It's nuts. Like I like I grew up. Where I grew up is very thick woods everywhere, like literally everywhere. And I just like, once I kind of got out like Texas and then like on over through like this way, it's like, holy shit, like grass is not everywhere. I it's not. I just thought it was. Dude, like we go to Nashville now and I go, we stayed at the Opryland a few times and there's a golf course right yeah, behind it. Yeah. We just drove through that just to take a look at it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like there's this so is, much grass. Dude, and it's beautiful. Like yeah, I wouldn't want to mow that natural. long. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's like natural grass. It's like yeah. not like brought in. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in Jersey for for three years oh, when I was sorry, dude. yeah well I was young it didn't matter <laughs> it's when the casinos first started there that's why I went oh, right on um, but we lived on seven acres of forest oh nice. and that was some thick shit I mean yeah. not so much grass but green for days we yeah. drive down this road to get to our place it was in the middle of nowhere and it was all green green that's why I love going back to Nashville just see the green yeah because everything there is green yeah especially like right now like it's ha- it's happening right now because I hate winter dude like everything when everything's dead and like yeah I, I've been I was just gone for a month. And uh, had not been back to Nashville in, in literally in a month. And uh, I got back like two days ago. What's today? Thursday. Thursday. Four days ago. And everything was green. And I was like the happiest person in the world. Did you just want to go grab green. a lawnmower? Kind I'm, of. When do yeah. you guys leave? What do you mean? Vegas. When do we leave? Yeah, you're staying here through ACM? Sunday. Sweet. Or my, maybe Monday? You want to come back tomorrow and like maybe mow my lawn? Dude, I might, dude. You got to push more? I don't. Dude. No, I have don't a guy that does me, it. Bro. I will totally do it. Don't tell me, dude. Can you imagine that soul, story? dude. <laughs> I've heard of people people hanging out outside of never coming over to do some lawn maintenance. I will pay you to mow your lawn. <laughs> this year, um, I know that, that like you want to keep putting out more music. Do you like? Do you see a big tour? Like, Is that something you'd want to be a part of? Well, we're, we're on the FGL tour this summer. You are? Yeah. For half the first half, we're on it. Um, All United States? Yes. Just uh, just you and them? Me, Morgan, Dan and Shay, and FGL. Holy shit. Morgan Wallen. Wallen, okay. Yeah. Um, wow. And then, um, so that's six weekends in a row, 18 shows or something dude, like that. Dude, how huge is that? Congrats. Super huge. Thank you, dude. Super huge. Um, and they're like kind of a part of my record deal. Like if you look on the chart, it says Tree Vibes because, and that's just them. Like, right. Um, Big Loud handles all things, you know, all things hardy or whatever but they they also you know they have connections and they they have pull and so any way that they can help me um you know kind of level me up sure they're they're gonna do that and they're so they're they're involved with my record deal and so takes money to make money yeah totally and so they're bringing me on tour like i the feature on their record, the y'all song y'all boys we play it dude i love it the minute it came out we played it and i was like dude like I like I liked cruise. Um, I like the new kind of country stuff. I'm not I'm not super into. I mean, I like the older stuff. Chris, the guy that owns a place, he loves the southern rock shit. Like he's a huge CJ Solar fan. Like that's cool. I mean, uh, um, Cadillac Three, we love Whiskey Myers. We love. Do y'all them, play any CJ Solar? We do play American. Um, I wrote that song. Did you American really? Girls, American yeah. Girls, great I wrote too. A lot of CJ I knew that. Shit. I already knew that. I wrote Tall Boy, the old yeah. Tall Boy song. Just another day in the country. That's a good tune. I mean, we 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 love we love being able to. So Chris grew up around uh, the Warrant band, uh, th- those kind of days. Yeah. And I grew up listening to stuff like the Smiths and all that kind of shit. What does Warrant do? Cherry, uh, pie? cherry pie. Yeah. yeah. 
So he grew up around those dudes, and um, we take the stuff that he likes and the stuff that I like, and that's why we have so much fun here is because we we both are fans of music, new that's music, cool. and we want to just get it out however we can. So, yeah. I mean, if your FGL guys want to come through here and do a small show, you, you let them know. We'll, All right, I will. We'll accommodate. It'll be fun, dude. Dude, I, you'll see. The, the, I, mean, I don't know how much you remember from last time you were here, but the room is fun. Tonight's going to be one of those nights where you sit back and go, it's ladies' night. And our ladies' night here, especially during ACM, it should be a shit show. All right. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping. it's Drunk it's, girls, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're going to have two girls in go-go boxes with Christmas lights all around oh, them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's dope. So am I allowed to throw my drink out in the crowd? No bottles. Okay. No, I don't even throw the drink. I just whoosh. Oh, yeah, you have fun, dude. You do you. Kind of do that. We got show, mops. So. We got mops. All right. Um, Cadillac 3 came here. And their video for the South. Yeah. So right before they came here, I went downstairs. I'm like, dude, we need to do this to our go-go boxes. He's like, what? And I showed him the video, and he's like, oh, shit, let's do it. So within like two, three days, our go-go boxes had chicken wire, had fucked up tops, just like in their video of the South. Yeah. So they were up there, and Jaron screams out, and he's like, damn. He goes, those go-go boxes are awesome. He goes, I love them. My wife don't, but I love them. Hmm. And we were like, dude, I'm glad he saw. We were just going to do it for his one show, but we kept it. You kept them? Yeah, That's hell, cool, man. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. That's dope. I yeah. love that, dude. Love those guys, too. They're cool as shit. Yeah, they're, uh, dude. So, like, I like, I don't even know how Neil does anything. I don't, like, I re- really don't. Like, he's in a band. He's a songwriter. He's a songwriter. Yeah. He manages bands. Yeah, I guess he does. He's, dude, he's got Ray Fulcher, Austin Jenks, uh, Hannah Dasher, and Lord knows whoever else. And Jaron's a publisher. He publishes Hannah Dasher, I think. Have you hung out with her? Yeah. Dude, so... <laughs> I have. <laughs> she played here. I met her at Whiskey Jam one night in Nashville, and uh, I was like, all right, she's had a few drinks. She's on fire. She came in here sober as fuck, and she was the same on fire, and yeah. I appreciate that more than anything in the world. She yeah. isn't fake. She's got one mode. That's it, and it is drinking out she loud. She is fake. She has a very, She does a very good job of... Not showing it. Not show, dude. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she is her man. A, there is a ninety nine percent chance that she is actually that authentic, which is really cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I would. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think that's probably the neatest thing about her. Um, we did. She played here with Austin Jenks one night, and uh, I'm telling Austin you, too. yeah, Austin's fucking. He's here Saturday. I love that dude. He's just his. As an artist, I love him. I love how how. Um, um, he is authentic as fuck too I think that he, he played the song I was out in Nashville a few weeks ago called um, um, If You Were Around about his dad oh I have heard that one my god that is a good song yeah I, I'm like dude can you send that to me I won't play it I promise I wouldn't play it, it but I, I just want to hear it over I, yeah. I don't know my dad I know my story is different than his but so many things about I guess his dad passed at an early age mm-hmm. and I like I, I like sat back and I was like holy shit like this song I played it for my mom my mom was in tears and I was yeah. like dude this like this dude is and he's got such a good voice you just believe everything I said something to Neil good. last time I saw him and I was like Neil I said dude whatever you did with him keep doing it he goes you know the only thing I told him to do was sing more mm-hmm. I was like <laughs> that's it he's like that's it man that's it yeah the growth of it all someone coming up in nashville that that so you take fgl and how they worked with you is there someone that you see in nashville that's under you somebody that is on its way up that that you kind of like or someone at the same same place that you're at that you like like someone that we should listen to jameson rogers we like jameson rogers yeah he's one of my best buddies he's i wouldn't say he's under me but um we're probably close to the same level yeah and uh jameson is awesome uh my buddy Hunter Phelps is really good. He's, Heard of him? He's uh, he's had a song out called Breakup Sex, which was badass. It's good. In the day. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Jordan Brooker. I like know, him. Okay. Yeah, he's another. I'm just kind of naming my friends, but those dude, are I like it. I, I like it too. Um, we just heard a story about him that uh, there's a, a festival going on here, and they were one of the ladies I was ta- talking to that's looking to book bands. She called, I believe he's with Red Eleven or something like that, and they were looking at Jordan. I, like we we play some of his stuff too. Yeah, we like him. What do you play from him? Um, I could look it up and tell you. You are probably could be or over my head. Maybe he's got some, some good ones. On yeah, there. he does. I would have to actually look it up but i'll tell you tonight when cody gets back he'll be okay. able to pull it but i know that we play 12 to 3 monday through friday all i do is go to spotify and i hang out on the new release radar stuff yeah and if it's something i like that's cool we just i just grab it and put it on there and yeah 12 to 3 is like when i play nothing like i won't i won't play anything uh by like kind of a big band uh that's just what all like underground just the stuff that's growing yeah the stuff that's growing and that's what i mean we've been playing your shit way before it went to radio. So, that's I mean, awesome. and that's our attitude towards it. It's like when I find out the writers, I always get like, I think it's rad that people write and they're artists because yeah. in our town, totally opposite of Nashville, if you came out here and you came out here just as a writer, nobody gives a shit because mm-hmm. they only want to know what the people play on the radio. Mm-hmm. And we tried a couple times doing the writers in the round thing and people just don't care. No, it's definitely very, it's, Nashville's got a cool thing about that. Like yeah, the writers in the round and just the song and the story and it's dope. It is. It's. I've been to a couple of them. I just sit back and I'm like, dude, this is the neatest thing in the world. And I've always been that guy that's, I like a band before they get big. I've always been that way. I don't yeah. like the production. Um, Claire Dunn played here. I didn't get to see her and I'm super bummed because my mom wanted to go see JT. So <laughs> as a good kid, I pack up my shit, go with my mom. I go yeah. see Justin Timberlake and I was like, it was okay. But yeah, it was too much production. Way too much production. You're not a fan of the overdone stuff? No. No, I don't. I mean, at the end of the day, I'd rather see you with a guitar singing your songs or with your band in an environment like this. Yeah. I mean, I saw him with, I don't know, probably 20,000 20 people. Uh, but, I mean, how many people did he have in his band? Did he play with oh, a lot? Oh, the band? Tennessee kids were there. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. A lot. They were badass, but at the end of the day, it's like he played uh, uh, verse, verse, chorus, and then went to the next song. Oh, uh, So really? you never even, like, you're like, oh, oh fuck, next one. Yeah. Oh, I man. Not, I don't know how crazy I am about that either. Like, a song is like a baby, like. You know, I, I like to hear the whole song. I want to hear the whole song too. My mom, all I care, I looked at her. She was, she's seventy, going to be seventy five. Bless her heart, man. She was in heaven. She was in heaven, and I was like, this is. I mean, it worked for me because yeah. she was happy. Yeah, and that's kind of all that mattered. But I like everyone's like, dude, how was the show? And I'm like, eh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, yeah, it was cool. But would I, if I paid for it, I'd have been pissed because I like sat back and I'm like, I would never pay for that. Yeah, yeah. And tickets were stupid money. Where do you play? T-Mobile. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, it's a neat venue, but the end of the day is like, I'd rather go see, I'd rather go to the Warp Tour and see these bands just play on a stage with a shitty PA and do their thing. <sighs> That's his thing right there. Yeah. You like that. I mean, I, I come from uh, the world where the used were, you know, puking before they went on the stage all the time. And that was kind of like the stuff that I used to listen to and love. <laughs> That's cool. I might have uh, done that once. <laughs> I used to see the kids that were growing up in the local bands here that they would they would take notice of what a band was doing and that's what they would do there was a drummer in a band here that would see I don't know what the, I don't remember what the drummer was from the U's but every time before he played he would puke and then he'd get up and play that was his thing so there was a drummer here that was fucking love the U's and he'd puke every time before he played I'm like dude what that even makes sense dude I'm sure that guy's got a problem with something yeah. you're, I don't want to say you're making fun of him but you're kind of making fun of him yeah. by, by emulating what he's doing wow whatever that's pretty funny Dude, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I've never seen you live. Excited to I'm, play, dude. I'm super it's, excited. We rock. I mean, not like, uh, but I mean, like our dudes come from metal, so like we're it's as heavy as it can be for a country show. Dude, I love it. <laughs> I mean, we play a lot of southern rock here, and that's what we like. I want someone to come out. And just, I mean, be just be you. It's that's gonna be heavy, dude, for sure. That's what I'm looking forward to. Have you ever played with John before? 
No, but no. I, we're homies. We've been we've been buddies for a couple of years, and uh, so we know each other really well. Good. I never met him either, so I'm kind of like looking forward to it all, man. He's a good dude, man. He's yeah. just a good old boy, good old George uh, boy. You think you're gonna come back at all this weekend? Or are you done for the night? After tonight, is there any other artists in town that you're uh, gonna go see? Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't Denning and those guys playing Saturday? Night? Saturday, Saturday. Night? Yeah, Saturday. I, might, I might come back for that. That'd so be badass. I might sneak in. Yeah. Say what's up. You know a guy. Yeah. You know yeah. a guy. We'll totally take care of that. We'll sweet. Toad. 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 Dude, thanks for hanging. How can people find you online? Uh, I don't know. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Hardy. You'll find it. Hardy, Instagram is my jam. That's my thing that I do. So Instagram is just Hardy. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead. Roll credits. Recorded by Toad. Produced by Toad. Booked by Toad. Voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job.